Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I was ahead of them, and there is a dead deer in, on the path. It was, it was a doe. And I looked at it, and I'm like, it, it just looked weird. Its neck was snapped in a weird way. Like, its neck was, like, really weird in a way. And I walked up to it, and it looked like it was fresh. Like, like it wasn't torn apart yet. It didn't, you know, I mean, it was, I mean, it was cold still, but, but the body, like, it just felt like it happened right then. So I turned around to talk to my friend and right behind me was a bramble bush. And, you know, I turned to, I turned to see him. He turned white, his face dropped and he turned and ran. And he's like, I thought it got you. I thought it got you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? What got me? He said, when I turned around, a big hairy hand reached out over my right shoulder. I went to bed one night and at two in the morning, I woke up instantly, just wide awake and everything was dead quiet. And I was, I was on my back and I looked over my, I opened my eyes and my tent wall got pushed in by a, by a big hand. You can see each individual tip of the fingers pushed in the tent wall above my head. his eyes and he stumbled and fell. I rode across the creek, got off the horse and took my rifle out of the scabbard in case I had to make a shot. For 20 minutes with my spotlight, we watched these two creatures. I, I would, I'm romantic. I would like Bigfoot to exist. I've met people who swear they've seen Bigfoot. It's a very ominous feeling. First of all, everything is one color. It's like a dark pewter color. There are no right angles anywhere. There was almost nothing other than a small foldable hatchway that looked recognizable. Everything was uh, was really unworldly. The other option is, is that these entities are in fact hybrid beings. They are some sort of a hybrid that's coming in and out of our dimension. My arm contacted him. He just fell back very unexpectedly easy into the other one and I rolled off the table in the other direction and uh, they came around the table and the three of them were coming towards me all right well we have a special guest with us tonight his name's John Marshall welcome John to the show how you doing good how you guys doing we're excited to have you man super excited yeah. chatting with you for a while on Facebook which I know is an old social media platform but Hey, you know, I enjoy it. There's a lot of cool it's not pages. MySpace. Right. It's not MySpace. And Tom's probably, <laughs> I don't know, Tom's probably on Facebook. Who knows? He but, probably is. But no, I, I think I found you. This is Jaron, by the way. I think I found you on, um, it was a page. I think it was your page, right? Is that 
Hash Valley Bigfoot Facebook page. We're going to talk about that. But I remember like you commenting on some of my posts uh, on there and then we just started chatting it up and, um, you know, it's just one of those things. And we kind of became friends because I realized you were here, you know, at least partially here in Utah. Mm -hmm. And I know you're, are you down in Jackson Hole right now though? Yeah, we're in Jackson now. It was Texas for the past two years, but now we're in Jackson. Oh man, I'm, I'm jealous. I love that area out there. It's so pretty. Yeah, it's expensive, but I'm not one of those rich people type. I got a good deal. I work for the city and uh -oh. they have they have housing for their employees at an amazing discount. So that's an amazing score. See, yeah. I'm doing the same thing. I'm trying to I'm I work in an apartment business, right? And I manage an apartment community and I'm moving right now to get a discount as well. So it's gonna save me like four hundred bucks or something. So I'm Oh fine. yeah. Yeah, it saves a lot. Anywhere you can get it, you know. So yep. So since you were in Texas, um, I don't know if you know the guys from uh, Paranormal Roundtable that are out there in Texas that do a, a kind of a podcast like we do. Yeah, I went out with a guy. Um, his name's Matt, and um, we went did a investigation in April or March, and because because around our area there was there were some cattle mutilations Ooh. that were fresh, like like happened like and they were in the news about it, and. Um, yeah, so so we went out there and did an investigation. We saw some weird lights in the sky, saw some weird, heard some weird sounds. And so, yeah, it was kind of fun. It was cool. Did you see a cow mutilation yourself? Like, did you? No, the farmer wouldn't let him on the land, but he talked to people who knew it and talked to, talked to one of the cops who saw it. And gotcha. there was no blood. It, it was like precisely, you know, lasered. Yeah. What are, you, what are your, real quick, what are your thoughts on, on that? Because here's my, let me just tell you my premise. Um, and it's, it's from a lot of research recently, like with the Skinwalker Ranch thing and, you know, all yeah. these we're seeing everywhere like that. The thought is right. And this is, I can't remember where I heard this from, but it really makes sense. Oh, it was from LA Marzulli. Do you know who he is? I've heard of the name. So he was on, I think it was on the confessionals podcast with Tony Merkel okay. and they were talking about um, this whole subject, cow mutilations. You'll have to look at that episode, but it really like opened my eyes to it. It was basically saying that, you know, a lot of these women get like pregnated from alien beings. I don't know. You've heard of those stories, I'm sure before. And then they go to the doctor. And then when they go to the doctor, it's at the, at the first trimester. So the first two or three month period, um, they go for that second checkup. Right. And most of the time, I would say 80 to hundred percent of the time, their baby is not there all of a sudden. And then they don't know what happened. And then they, they just say, oh, you might have just had a false pregnancy. You might have just had a miscarriage. You know, might have had this and this and that. But then they have doctors that are like, no, I remember she was pregnant. I remember I talked with her and she was pregnant. And the reason I'm saying all this is uh, the cows have like that. What's it called? Is it brom bromine? No, it's a blood. It's a blood related. Uh, I think you're right. Embryotic yeah. sac that they. That okay. counts. So what what it, what the theory is that Ellie Marzulli brought up was that they're taking people and trying to recreate life. Um, so they're taking these artificially inseminated babies, taking them out of the womb of the mom, and then they're using the cow, uh, portions of the cow, to make a false uh, embryonic sac to oh, raise wow. the baby in the rest of the way. Wow. wow. And then they have these hybrids that live up there, and then they come and visit. And you've probably heard these stories where these hybrid alien babies are coming to visit the moms or the dads that are here on Earth, and they say they look like humans but with bigger eyes and stuff. Yeah. I'm like that makes a lot of sense if they're taking all the blood and they're trying to just artificially seminate because they can't you know what i mean so yeah. i don't know what's your theory on that no that's that, that's the first i've heard of that theory that's that's, that's amazing i yeah that's 
Yeah. I'm, I can see that happening. I just don't know why else they'd be doing it. So I'm like, wow. But then they take the eyes and they take the other weird things that don't make a lot of sense on a cow that wouldn't really matter to an embryonic sac, you would think. You know what I mean? It's a cool theory because we've always wondered, like, how to connect aliens with this cow mutilation and why. And then the other theory was when they bring the cow back, they drop it back off at the ranch that they took it from. When if it's, you know, if aliens were just trying to be friendly, they would just, you would think they would just take it and drop it off in the sea or something where nobody sees it. But why are they putting it back there? It's like almost like a fear tactic to try to say, hey, if you cross us, we can do the same thing to you and your family, you know what I mean? Or something. I don't know. Yeah, so what, are, what are they thinking of Skinwalker Ranch? What are they saying about that one they had on their show a few years ago? Uh, you know, I, I don't know too much about what they're saying about it. Uh, they are, so we actually are talking to a guy named Ryan, uh, coincidentally. Um, who actually owns a property right next door to Skinwalker Ranch. It's like literally lining the same property line. And his ranch is called Space Wolf Research Ranch. Oh, okay. He bought the property a few years ago, and he's been having all the same stuff going on at his property that Skinwalker Ranch gets. And we're going to talk with him. So we'll have to follow up with you because he's got a yeah, bunch we'll of cattle mutilations over there. I mean, that's like the most intriguing area right now, you know? It's like obviously now in Miami, we'll have to get into that. And Peru, now we have to get into that. But Utah, we've been the focal point for a while, you know? It's been kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see what they what they say. I will say we went down there um, uh, during Phenomicon in 2022, I think it was. And we went this last year as well. But in 2022, we met Brent from uh, Paranormal Portal Podcast. He's a kind of a sure. mentor of ours. And we became friends and stuff. But, but when we were driving back, we went to the Skinwalker Ranch. We're like, let's just go find it, you know? And so we went down there and. I don't know, the feeling you get when you're right by the gate, when you're just in that area, I mean, there's literally Navajo people right next to it, like in these trailers and stuff and just living on the land. And But you'll see like weird, there was weird, um, like hairy scat all around that place that was big scat. So it was like super weird. And then we would see like, I don't know, just the feel in the air, just it made you feel strange. Yeah. I don't even know how to describe it. You know, like when you're, it's like when everything goes quiet, you know, like those Bigfoot sightings, when everything just goes quiet, that's yeah. what skinwalker ranch it was like there was a predator somewhere you know it had that feeling but yeah it was weird it was a weird thing i'd love to go there (laughs) you'll have to we'll have to have you come out uh one of these days we actually own property in duchene which is real close to skinwalker ranch and so yeah you're invited anytime at least to our property it's it's a lot of the same stuff yeah we did a we did a ghost hunt and and a ufo uh sky sky view type ufo video with uh with brent we brought him onto our land and we caught some really cool UFOs, and then we caught some really cool EVPs, and uh, we feel that land is just, it's just weird. It's got a weird vibe everywhere. Like, you could be 40 miles from where the crow flies to the Skinwalker Ranch, or you could be 80 miles. It just has, that whole area just has something going on. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's quartz underneath the land. I don't know what it is. There's just a weird supercharged vibe to it. And even Brent said when he was there, we were looking at the mesa across the way. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen on Skinwalker Ranch, they're like, Look, y'all, the mountains are shining. It's got that white light shining. Yeah. And we, yep. it was the same thing for us at on our mesa there. There was like a bright light on the whole yeah. like it was shining, like it was energized. You know what yeah. I mean? It was uh-huh. super, and that was at night. So <laughs> and that's course gonna do that. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I had I had a friend who was at that conference this year. Did you meet Melissa Morgan? She does Destination Mysteries podcast. She's on a she's on another podcast. She's done some She's a doctor. Have a, you know, have a, booth? A, a what? I don't yeah. think she did. I don't think she did. 
we didn't talk to a lot of like bystander people. We were so in awe. The reason we were in awe is we saw um what's his name Travis Travis uh, Walton Walton Travis Walton yeah yeah we were just looking at him in awe like because it's just strange seeing him off of Joe Rogan's podcast and everybody else you know this guy's talking and we actually have him on our intro on our podcast too and just seeing him in person was so weird. It was just weird just staring and we were both like should we talk to him? But you could just see all these people around him. Like, what did the skin look like on the gray aliens? Uh, what did the and he's just looking down and I'm like, oh, I don't know if we should. I bet he gets bombarded. I don't want to bug him. Yeah, it was just one of those things, you know. Yeah, and he's getting up there in age and stuff, and like, I don't know, but it's just weird when you look at someone who's been in close vicinity and actually had an interaction with whatever mm-hmm. these things are, right? And up close and personal in a really terrifying way. So it's kind of like I, I'm almost scared to look into his eyes, even because you know, when people go through these traumas and stuff, it's like. I'm not worthy, you know, I'm not, I've never been there. I've never been through it, you know? And so it, it was, it was kind of nerve wracking. Have, have you followed the Travis Walton story? Like, have you watched oh, yeah. it? I love Farm Sky. You know, what's funny is I've never seen it, but I've watched really? so many interviews. I've looked at his story. I've read a lot of excerpts. I've, you know, obviously done a, a lot of research on him and I didn't even know they were connected at first that he was the fire in the sky guy, but yeah, it's a crazy story, man. That's weird. Let's get into that. What, let me ask you, what is uh, what are your thoughts on aliens? Because I know you said you had some ghost experiences and some UFO experiences, but what are your thoughts? Because I have, I'm pretty vocal on my thoughts of what aliens are. And it's, I mean, it's starting to go in the mainstream now where people are sort of feeling the way I feel about it a little bit more. Um, so you probably know what I'm thinking, but uh, what what are your thoughts? Like, as far as aliens go, like, do you think they originate from space? Like, what are your thoughts? I think, oh, yeah. I think they're from space. You know, people think we're the only ones in the universe. That's not going to happen. You know, we're not. Um, Egypt, like, if you listen to any of the historians about Egypt, what we were taught in school was completely not true. You know, they, they, they've tried all these things, you know, to, like, you know, try to build a pyramid. They can't do it. And it's just amazing. Like, all the pyramids, too, all over the world, South America, India, you know, down in Mexico, I mean, maybe Alaska has one, and Antarctica might have one. It's Even just the crazy. Face of the moon, right? There's supposedly one on the moon. I've seen pictures of it. It looks like a well. There's that big tower on the moon. What's that? You know, no <laughs> one, no one knows what it is, or they're not telling us. You know, I yeah, mean, and that, have, have you seen those recent videos where it's like somebody zoomed in on a telescope and you could see that UFO kind of coming out of the? Yeah, moon. I'm like, wow, yeah. that's insane. Yeah, you know, let's go back to Nikola Tesla. Sorry to interrupt you, but, you know, go back to Nikola Tesla with the uh, energy, you know, communication is what they think it might be is like the communication zone, right? That would somehow take in uh, uh, frequencies and stuff so they could actually communicate between pyramids or something. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, he he um, was so, so above, you know, his time, like so, so far advanced. You know, it's just sad what happened to him, you know, at the end, getting all the stuff stolen by. Thomas Edison, <laughs> yeah, and all that. You know, I was kind of sad about that, but um, yeah, because if you listen to you know all the stories in Egypt too, there were no tombs found in the pyramids. That's what people assume they were found in the pyramids. They weren't. There, there's been nothing found in the pyramids that were bodies or mummies. It was just all pretty much just shafts of empty space. So do you think the hieroglyphics and stuff? Do you think these temples are worship spaces for these alien Anunnaki's or do you think it's like a, like, do you think it's a charging station for a landing? Cause it's I think it's a charging station because if you look at the, you know, you know, we love going to Vegas and we love Luxor and that's just, they built it kind of how the pyramids were described back then. You know, they had a light source on top and, you know, a beam that shot up. 
That's how Waxwood does it. I think yeah. the pop piece was like, uh, wasn't it like gold or yeah. kind of solid conductor. gold or some kind yeah. of metal conductor? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the pyramids yeah. were actually white, yeah. you know, not not like stone, but they had like a smooth face on them. They they think they found some weird stuff on it, but yeah, I mean it's I mean I was in Vegas that year, 2017. Um, so we were in Vegas and I was there that night when that UFO was sighted over over Luxor. Oh wow! Oh, wow. There's like a red sphere that someone filmed over Luxor. Well, yeah, it's right in the beam. It's in the beam light. <laughs> wow! Yeah, right at that spot. Then it was yeah. like, oh, is this one of our pyramids? Never mind. Maybe. But, yeah. Who knows? No. Yeah, but yeah. It, yeah, it was, it was crazy. Yeah. I know they're. I think they're an advanced. You know, they're they're advanced civilization. I think what you said is right. You know, they probably have. You know, we have hybrids of you know humans and them and stuff like that. I I think you're right on. Yeah, I think, and I've heard like just you know, obviously doing this longer periods of time, you know, and the deeper you go into the abyss, the crazier it gets, right? And obviously, we we still don't know, and we'll probably never know, but at least we can theorize. And and I don't know, it's just. The, the hybrid thing's weird because I swear I, I've seen people walking around and they just look off a little bit, but they're mm-hmm. big eyes, pretty girl, maybe, you know, t- but she's like six, one or six, two or something, six, four. <laughs> I'm like, damn, this girl is tall. Is this what's going on here? And and then like big eyes. And then they just kind of have a weird vibe to them and stuff. And I see that from certain guys that I see too. And I don't know, maybe they're just walking among us a little bit and we don't even know, you know, and it's a weird thing. To theorize. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I can see that. As far as like, because uh, obviously there's been, and I don't know if you, let's, I mean, we're still talking about aliens, so we might as well go into the Miami stuff. Yeah, what are your <laughs> thoughts on that? Go into it with us. This is crazy. I don't, I think there's something to it when 300 cops show up and they turn off power to 60,000 people and turn off all the radio and FM, you know, all the frequencies. Yeah, that's that's not for uh, a kid sliding off fireworks. No, or kids with sticks. That was like Or the kids fighting, thing. yeah. But the weird thing too, John, is uh, they said that the fighting thing was a call they had the day before. So somebody's getting it mixed up. Somebody's saying it's the one, it's one exact uh, situation when it was literally two different calls. So I do think that, yeah, they're trying to, they're trying to cover it up like they always do. They're so good at doing this. Right. But I will say like uh, really quick, I have somebody that's from, uh, that I used to work with that lives in Miami, a friend Mm -hmm. of mine and her name's um, Lindsay. And I was asking her about it and she's like, yeah. I live right by there. And she's like, it was so scary. Like literally just siren after siren after siren for all night. And she's like, and now I'm getting the chills. Cause she's like, I, I, I didn't see it, but I've been to that mall so many times and it's got a weird vibe to it. And then all these people are saying it. And she's like that they've seen these big creatures that are coming in and out of almost like glitching in and out of dimension is what it looked yeah. like. And she's like, I believe it because the people that are saying it seem so credible. And there's a few people that um, and she's like, I was here, so I, it just doesn't seem right. Like everything that we've had, that's like a threat. Because Miami's a bigger city, there's a lot more problems than we probably have here in Salt Lake. She's like, there's a lot of sirens and helicopters going on, but this one was something different. Like it was very, really scary. Like it felt like the end of the world or something, you know. Yeah. So coming from somebody over there, that's pretty cool. And she's not even like a huge researcher into this stuff. She just kind of lives a life, you know. Like a, so, so, so did her power go out too? Yeah, her power went out. She said her and her sister, they lived together, and her sister was, like, yeah. out. Because they have a dog, and they couldn't find their dog, and it went down into the, one of the cupboards. Uh, it's a Frenchie, so it's, like, a little snorting dog, you know? But, yeah, so they were they were freaked out, and it didn't it didn't come back on for about four and a half hours, I think it was, is what she yeah. said. So I've been asking her. I've been trying to get research from it. but Yeah, I just don't know why there's no more videos, you know? 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know why there's not more videos from people who were there. You know, did they somehow erase them all from their phones? You know, one of the guys, I don't know if you saw the video, we actually posted it. Um, so if you go to our Instagram page, anybody who's listening, uh, we posted the video. It was a, just a TikTok video that the guy shared, and he was the one of the witnesses that was there, and um, he was telling his whole story. And he said, Well, the first thing he said was it relates a lot to Bigfoot, which we're going to get into plenty of Bigfoot, but um, you know, a lot of people when they see these things, Bigfoot or, or otherwise it's kind of the last thing you think of is to pull out your phone yeah. if you're in a terrified state, you know? And so yeah. that's what he said. They just were scared. And, and I mean, if you see like a phone. nine to 12 foot creature, just kind of morph into reality and it's like looking around, like walking and all these cops are showing up and yeah, I mean, you might bring out your phone. And if you do, I would think that there's a few cops. The reason there's so many of them is probably there's a few groups that are like, don't film this. We don't know what this is yet. Don't film this. Give me your phone. Well, that's that's what he said really quick is is he said that on their way out, when they were trying to get the heck out of there, the cops were like, we need to see your phones. And they were trying to check for footage. And like, we didn't film anything because we were just, you know, freaked out. But apparently they saw them stop other people that were also trying to exit and start looking through their phones and And, deleting things. And when do you say that if it was just kids with sticks? Give me your phone. Yeah, exactly. According to, no, you don't, that doesn't happen. So. So so was there more than one of them? Because I thought there were two creatures. I've been hearing at least two. Um, I, I haven't heard just a single creature. I've heard a couple of them that are phasing in and out and coming into different uh, entrances of the mall and walking around the mall and stuff. It, man, can you imagine? So I don't know what's going on. Like, why would they be so brazen now to come out in a public space and another, try to phase in? Well, another theory, just real quick, because I was watching, again, Tony Merkel, they got some good tidbits on their show right now, good confessionals. He had a lot of cool people on that research, like the cult. There's a guy that does um like just the mason stuff there's a lot of different ones he was talking to to kind of communicate all these reasons behind things right and um they were saying how like antarctica and miami both have the same there's a circle or they call it a triangle of energy that communicates the exact same way and they have the exact same uh it's inverted but it's the exact same uh what do you call it uh nautical oh yeah i I saw that today i saw that today yeah. So if these were alien creatures, they they were trying to go to Antarctica and they showed up in Miami accidentally. Who knows? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's the wrong coordinates. We just showed up. Now they're confused. There's cops everywhere. And they're just then they're glitching back and forth with whatever technology they have. Who knows? Right. But I know that was a that was a cool theory. Because I'm like, and there's another place, too, that has the exact I think it's the Bermuda Triangle, too. So that Miami and Antarctica have all that same uh, coordinate style, you know? Yeah. Imagine if that happened in Salt Lake. <laughs> right. At the, you know, at the downtown, you know. It'd be at the temple, probably. Temple grounds or, or right right at the City Creek Mall or something, right? There. Yeah. City Creek. I could see that City Creek, like, walking around all those bridges. like uh. <laughs> Yeah, no, you know, um, one thing I was going to say, too, is that there are some theories out there that, you know, like Jack Parsons back in the day trying to do, like, the Babylon workings. And there was a, I forget the other guy's name, but they would do these rituals and try to bring out um, entities from other realms, yeah. you know. Um, and some are theorizing that's what this was too. Is somebody somebody powerful enough had somehow like you know sorcered them into existence into yeah. that area, and that could be the case too if you believe some of that stuff. Yeah, there's 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 some too. You know, anything that has spiritual, you know, like a, on the spiritual realm is I don't get into that much. Yeah, you know, but you know, no, there's something too. I've heard too many stories. Yeah, or you know, somebody has a Ouija board, somebody does chant, someone's doing some seance. Yeah, yeah. And stuff happens. But yeah, I mean, it's the, the thing that's crazy is, uh, and they're they're nine to twelve feet tall, right? These alien creatures. So a lot of people are theorizing the whole Nephilim thing, which is obviously biblical and stuff. 
mm-hmm. um, because it, in the in the Bible it talks about like just in the days of Noah, so in the days of the end, right? And if yeah. that's the case, then these giants might come back. You know, maybe there are giants that are coming back to show themselves. Who knows? I, I mean, it's a and I've seen. I don't know if you've noticed, but I don't know if you like go on TikTok very much. I'm I'm only on it because of certain friends. You know, they're I'm not a huge fan of it because it really ruins my mind if I just sit there all day watching it. <laughs> But there's these giant puppets that the, these people are making right now, and they're like 15 to 25 feet tall, and they're like a bunch of people are working these massive wooden structured puppets. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen those. Yeah. And I'm like, I wonder if there's, and it's all over the world. So I'm like, hmm, it's just weird that it's happening. That plus the nine to 12 foot alien creatures that we're seeing, plus the end of day stuff. Like, why? Why well, are we seeing all well, these you giants? You mentioned now. it, um, John, uh, before we started recording. You mentioned the, you know the giants that were seen in peru or whatever it was recently and there was that video that we all had seen and we were talking about that yeah and so that so there's that plus miami plus vegas we talked about vegas there was the plus these giant eight to ten foot aliens that were in the mm-hmm. person's backyard you know a few months ago so it just seems to be amp you know amping up what do you think it kind of you think it might be like a kind of like a project blue beam yeah where they're like where they're where they're you know where they're putting the image out like in 3d Yep. Or whatever they do, you know, however they do it. Because I saw that one where they're where they showed that well, you know, in, oh, yeah. in the gymnasium. That was crazy. Or and the, that's yeah. Or the Detroit Lions one, where it, like the lion comes out of the screen and it goes around the whole stadium and goes back into the screen. Yeah, and it looks so real. It was crazy. Yeah, it, it does. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, it, you know, could it be something like that where they're trying to scare, you know, yeah, you know, scare us again, like with COVID. And, Trying yeah. to scare us with that. And I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, yeah, the government yeah, and military are just shady. <laughs> my, my wonder, my wonder is, is it, this is just a theory too, but my wonder is, is it going to be like, uh, hey, you know, we're here. Um, and all of a sudden now, because we've had so much violence everywhere in the world and war, nation, nation against nation, war against war, whatever. I wonder if like it's going to be one of those things where it's like, oh, we can all be united now. Finally, like there's another threat. There's something else. Let's all be humans. And yeah. be together. So I don't know. Maybe yeah. that's the thing. Uh, it's it's weird, but it seems like it's ramping up to that, you know. Yeah, so. it's ramping up to something, you know, because now they're starting, you know, because it started last year when they started bringing out, you know, all the alien, you know, stuff, mm-hmm. you know, with, you know, with the Pentagon and all, all the tapes and videos. Now it's ramping up to, you know, actually seeing aliens. And right. then who knows what's going to happen this year? Might it's be in a pack somewhere. <laughs> gearing up to some kind of false flag. I always tell people that I know that I'm close to. It's like, hey, just be very cautious about what comes out next. All and just and, and we tried to do that. You know, like before we hopped on air and stuff, we were kind of chatting, and we have to take everything with a grain of salt. We have to even the stuff that we we want to believe, like because it's that mm-hmm. whole poster. I want to believe, you know, and I really do. I want to believe this stuff, but it's like it really could be something like you're saying a false flag situation, but. Yeah, false flags are really interesting to like watch them happen, and then you're like watching watching the incident. And you're like, wait a minute, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, yeah was- it makes me it makes me nervous for sure because it's like all the AI stuff we have now too, and like our technology is getting ahead of us. I feel like so it's kind of causing us to uh, like everybody. You ask anybody, even people that weren't conspiracy theorists, like like I've always sort of been a conspiracy guy, but like. Now everyone's kind of like, oh, I don't know if I trust that video. I don't know if I trust that. And it's like literally any video. It could be any video. It's like, oh, was that faked? Was that faked? Was it? so I don't know. It's gonna be weird. If if they do say, hey, we're aliens from another planet, we're here, everyone get in line, blah, blah, blah. This is what we're doing. Everyone's I be, I guarantee 60% of the world's gonna be like, that's fake. It's a fake video. Even if it's real. So yeah. I 
that's what's kind of scary too because the ai is so close to it now you know it just seems so oh, yeah. all this deep fake stuff and everything else you know yeah and, elon musk just said said ai is going ai is not good yeah no it's not elon musk said that <laughs> yeah yeah did you hear about that robot that attacked somebody in the warehouse yeah and that was multiple credible sources it wasn't just one it was all over the yeah. news yeah so it malfunctioned. It attacked somebody. The dude was bleeding. Terminator guys, iRobot, you know? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah, it's going to happen. I'm not okay with iRobot, but I'm okay with Westworld. If it was like a Westworld vibe, I'm down. I want to go into that <laughs> world and, you know, have some fun. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It sounds cool. But, John, I feel I feel terrible. We didn't actually with the, you know, we're like halfway through the podcast maybe. And oh, it's fine. We didn't give you a chance to, like, introduce yourself and, and tell our audience who you are and stuff. So I don't know if you want to hop there and just. Tell them who sure. you are and, and kind of what your background is and all that. So, you know, as you know, I'm John Marshall. I, I run Cash Life Bigfoot. I had my first experience when I was 12 years old, and it's in my books. Um, it's out there. Um, yeah, it was. I was 12 years old. I, I didn't know what it was at first. I just thought it was some unknown animal that we never heard about. You know, cause I, I used to hunt and fish and camp all over. You know, Logan Canyon, Cash Valley. It was just I didn't know what it was. You know. Like I wasn't scared of it. It was just something that happened. And then I figured out what it was. Can you go like what, I guess, go into it a little deeper if you can, like what was the experience? Like what happened? Okay. Yeah. So, so, you know, my friend and I were on the golf course in Smithfield at Birch Creek and we were, you know, hunting for golf balls. It was, it was early spring or, you know, it was already melting the snow and we were trying to find golf balls. Cause about then you could sell them back to the golf course. Oh, nice. So we were going there, to, you know, you know, we get them. It was like twenty five cents a ball, so we were going there, you know, get like eighty golf balls each, and just go back there, you know, and sell them to them. So we were down in this gully, and in between the gully, there's a golf cart path, and we, I, I, I was ahead of him, and there is a dead deer in on the path. It was, it was a doe, and I looked at it, and I'm like, it, it just looked weird. Its neck was snapped in a weird way. Like, its neck was, like, really weird in a way. And I walked up to it, and it looked like it was fresh. Like, like it wasn't torn apart yet. It didn't, you know, I mean, it was I mean, it was cold still. But but the body, like, it just felt like it happened right then. So I turned around to talk to my friend, and right behind me was a bramble bush. And, you know, my, I, turned to, I turned to see him. He turned white. His face dropped, and he turned around. And, you know, was screaming and crying and everything. So I chased after him. I caught up to him on top of the hill. And I said, I said, what are you doing? And he's like, I thought it got you. I thought it got you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? What got me? He said, when I turned around, a big hairy hand reached out over my right shoulder, like a big hairy arm. I didn't see it. I didn't sense it. I didn't see it or, or, or sense it, but it, it was right here. It reached out to your, to your shoulder. Yeah. He thought it got me. I didn't see it. So I'm like, yeah, right, you know, because he was known to, you know, he was known to like lie and tell stories and stuff. And so right then, right when I said, yeah, right, this roar, scream, whatever you, whatever you want to call it, came from that area. And all of a sudden we heard heavy, heavy steps coming up the gully towards us. <laughs> yeah. So so I grabbed a rock or a stick and he grabbed something else because, you know, all we could do, you know, is, is hurry and, you know, grab something and back up. And I told him, I said, it's, it, it's going to pop out right here if it keeps coming. And it, it kept coming. And right before it got to where you could see it, it stopped and went down the gully and ran through the gully 
up the other side and broke out the other side and just ran. We could see the whole, see it running. It was on two feet the whole time, a big brown blur of fur, of, you know, hair, fur, whatever you want to call it. And it ran on two feet the whole time. Like a dark brown, super dark brown? It was dark brown. It was like, it was kind of like brown, you know, with some hints of, you know, lighter brown in there. But I mean, but how it ran, you know, you could tell it was like running, you know, with its arms, you know, its legs. It was two feet the whole time. It wasn't a moose. It wasn't an elk. Very wasn't bi- a, yeah, bipedal. Yeah. A, a bear can't run that far on two legs. I'm sorry. I mean, also yeah. a fresh deer like that, any other predator that, that killed something like that is going to be right there watching over the animal. I mean, if it was a bear, especially, you're kind of in big trouble if you stumble upon its fresh kill. You yeah. They, they get so protective over that stuff. And then, like you said, there was no riff into it. It was like there was no meat exposed. It wasn't like something was eating on it. You know, it was like no. whatever this was, it's it, like you said, it snapped its neck or something and it just laid it there. Yeah. And I don't know if it was carrying it as it was running because we didn't check. You know, so after we saw it run away, we watched till we couldn't see, see it anymore. And then we ran home. Did you? Okay. So this is my thought. You stumbled upon its kill. You're right there, like Roman's saying. And it's going to grab you now because it's like, no, I just barely hunted this thing down. I'm not going <laughs> to lose this right now. So I don't know. Do you think it was, it might have actually, your friend might have been right. It might have been coming for you for real. I've never thought of that. Uh, seriously. I've never thought of that because as you just said that, you know, like it probably thought, you know, I was going to, you know, grab his deer, but I was a kid. I, I was 12. I mean, it's way bigger than me. Were you standing like, right well, over the deer, like looking down at it? I was like I, right next to it. Yeah. I was yeah. looking down right at it. Well, they have this and you, you probably know better than I, uh, than us. Cause we, I mean, we listen to a lot of podcasts. I read, I've been reading, um, uh, there we go. Bigfoot terror in the woods by WJ Sheehan. The oh, nice. one. It's great stuff. There's some great articles in here. Or great stories in here. I'm going to get your book, by the way, because I think that is, is well, I want, I want to get your, both your books. I think the second one sounds really cool, too. Uh, yeah. Cash Valley. Is it, was it, uh, what's the exact title again? It's called. Sometimes, shadow move in, sometimes shadow, shadows do move in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll probably plug your book at the end again. But, um, but yeah. So, so what I was going to say is, it's like, you know, your kids, a lot of times when you're children, there's like some innocence there that I feel like these things, a lot of times will not harm the children. Like sometimes they'll harm adults. I think it's kind of, I don't know. Some people say they're aggressive. Some people say they're not, but I think because you guys were young, like if you guys were full blown adults at that time, I, it might've been a different story is, is all I'm saying. But I think the fact that you guys were children, it maybe gives you a little break. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I can see that. I, I don't think it wanted to hurt us at all. I think it just wanted to scare us out of there. And it yeah. did, you know, but we, so as it ran away from us, we watched it probably for 20 seconds until it vanished out of our sight. So we ran up to Smithfield. Um, I think it's, it's called Dry Canyon. It's the back side of Cedar Hill above Hyde Park and, and Smithfield. And so, yeah. It's, where, where is that at? Is that up in like Logan area? It's in Cache Valley, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, Hyde Park's right next to North Logan and Logan, yeah. Did it run? So it was running up the, up the canyon towards the mountain. Yeah, so it ran towards the mountains. It, towards, it ran towards the foothills up up Dry Canyon and then up towards around Cedar Hill and everything. Was it abnormally fast, like you hear people say? Yes. It, I mean, it was – I really couldn't see the arms that much, you know, because all, all, all I focused on was, the, you know, how big it was and how fast it was. And I, as I said, like, you know, I know moose, I know elk, deer. It wasn't any of that because it was two legs the whole time. What would you estimate its height? I know you're 12 years old and it was a while back, a long time ago, but what would you estimate the height being? Like, did you ever 
go back to that area and just try to see like maybe the height of where, where that thing was? Well, knowing where the golf, knowing the goalie and everything, you know, uh, we were across from it, probably seven foot, maybe. The behavior. I don't like, think it was a juvenile. I don't think it was a juvenile. It, it was seemed, big. It seemed like an big. adult still, like an adult oh, male. Yeah. It was too big. It was too big for a juvenile. Was it? Could you tell it was a male or a female? I couldn't tell. It, I'm pretty sure it probably was how big it was. Yeah, yeah. that T top shape is uh, probably a male. Yeah, that yeah, the shoulders. Yeah, I mean, if you look, you know, if I look at it now, like right now, in my head, I can see it as it's up the canyon, as it's far away from us. It looks like a triangle. Yep. All right. Yeah. Damn, yeah. man, that's a crazy experience. I, I, do you still talk to that friend that you? Yeah, he I... says there's aliens. <laughs> yeah, he he says there's an alien. Um, he's always had alien encounters. He says his whole life. He, that, that's what he says it was. That's that's his belief. That's fine. Yeah, but yeah, they won't talk about it. They say Bigfoot and aliens always. There's always some kind of connection. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, and you know, like he believes in Nibu. You know, Nibu, the other planet. Nibiru, Nibiru. Nibiru. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah. That. Yeah, no, and I, I, uh, there's evidence of that too. It's I don't fault him for it. You know what I mean? It's it's no. tough to say, and none of us really know. But if you're exactly. seeing some big bipedal hairy creature taking off. Yeah, theories go wild, especially when we're watching Star Wars and uh, our Chewbacca. guy, yeah, created Chewbacca, and he said he created it based off of a Sasquatch, but yeah. it's also an alien creation in a way because it's from a different planet. So hey, yeah, maybe these are from another. Who knows? Like, there's a lot of questions there. Yeah. So, so that yeah. was kind of like the catalyst for you. Is that kind of what really made you start diving into the Bigfoot kind of research and and looking into the whole subject? Yeah. So I believe my, you know, ever since I was 12 years old, I believed. But I really didn't get into it until, you know, I got married. Really quick, what made you think Bigfoot, though? Because if you thought Alien, did you see a Bigfoot thing before this? Like, no, uh, like so, so, or... here's, so here's how, here's and people think I'm lying about this. This is true. So this happened on, on a Saturday. I go to school Monday. Our teacher said, okay, we're going to go, go to the library, do reports on dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. So I go to the library, and I, I grab this book. I think it's called Mystic Places or Mystic Universe, some of that. It's a time life book. Yeah. And I was going through it and I open it up and there's Patty's picture. And I'm like, I'm like, Jimmy, come here. <laughs> so he, he comes over and I said, That's what we saw. <laughs> and he did he didn't want to talk about it. So I read about it. I'm like, Bigfoot, what the heck? You know? And so I didn't like, you know, go all eight, you know, crap and everything and like, you know, get so excited. I was just sitting there, I was like, that's what we saw. And yeah. yeah, so I mean, I didn't. I just knew it was true after seeing that picture. Of so Patty. It, was, it was close enough to Patty that it made sense in your mind. Well, just seeing what how Patty looked, it was just the, almost the exact same. Just yeah, what I, I saw. I was going to say the behavior is so strange because if it was its kill, it just left that kill for you guys, I guess, when it took off, right? It's like, yeah, it didn't take the deer with it. It just, it just went up, you know. But then again, it's probably going to come back, you know, after it knows you guys are gone, the coast is clear. It's probably going to come back for that deer maybe bring it yeah. or something, but it's just weird behavior when you think about it. My theory is like the reason Bigfoot don't want to, don't want the smoke it, per se uh, with, with people, you know, don't want to challenge us. Isn't because we're better or something. It's just because I think we're very prideful as a, as a species. And I guarantee like, if you, if you start messing, if, if they attack one of us, right. The reason they're so calm about it, I think is because they see, we got helicopters flying around. We got freaking, atom bombs going off we got all kinds of weird stuff we're making our own people sick all day every day 
I think they don't want the smoke as in they would rather just be peaceful, even though they could probably tear us apart limb to limb if they wanted. It's just we have a mass number of people and we have a we have a problem with anger and a problem with technology that mm -hmm. might really affect them if they if they are really trying to hide and stay low profile. You know what I mean? So that's my thought. I don't know. What do you think? No, I agree. No, I agree. I just watched. You no, know, it's funny tonight. So right before I got on here, I watched X Files and, and I watched my favorite episode. It's called Detour. It's so great, and it's about these these creatures who have been here for thousands of years, who have got the um, got the ability to like cloak themselves, mm -hmm. like trees, like plants. They can hide like right in front of you, like chameleon. And, yeah, like a chameleon kind of thing, and that's how Bigfoot is. I mean. I tell people all the time, I'm like, you probably walk past. Oh yeah. And you have an They are so them. good at hiding into the into the atmosphere. You're so right on that. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I walk I walk past deer and you oh, know, yeah. I turn around, it's right there. I'm like, what? They're just silent. I'll like, just sit there and watch you. You know? I, I tested that theory, John, one time. I was up hiking in Big Conwood Canyon and it was mm -hmm. a really deep trail with just trees everywhere. It was in the summer, so it was just it was just overgrown. It was when we had the really bad snow last year. Mm -hmm. So it was everything super green, super thick. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go hike up in this little area and I'm going to just kind of turn and just sort of hide right there. Not hide enough to where you shouldn't see me, but enough to where I just want to test it, you know? Yeah. Everyone yeah. talks about, oh, why is it so hard to find a big football? So mm -hmm. I, I just stood there and I hung out for a minute. And I was quiet. You know, I was just, I think I was sipping a Mountain Dew or something. I was just sitting there and people would just walk past me this huge hiking trail like 40 people walking back and forth nobody noticed me once and i'm like there you go a bigger guy like i'm only 5'10 but i'm 235 or 240 at this point I'm pretty good big guy and so <laughs> and the more you and the more you get that they can still hide especially if they're all brown they're all black or all gray like you hear and they're hiding yeah. in these trees like yeah and you're not gonna see it there was a girl who did her her thesis on mountain lions up above you know over in utah Mm -hmm. And she put out like 80 trail cams, maybe more, all around the canyons. And she caught like 80 mountain lions, you know, on 80 separate mountain lions on, on trail cameras. Yeah. Well, what she figured out is that she had one place by Third Dam, you know where that is, Golden mm -hmm. Canyon. There's a campground there. She had a place in the campground area. Well, this there's people hiking past a mountain lion that's like right on the trail. It's like right under a bush. No way. During the day, and these kids are running past it. There's people walking by it. Wow. Not even seeing it. It's probably like a foot away from kids. Jeez, that is scary. Just laying there. <laughs> it's, yeah. So, I mean, if they can't see a mountain lion, imagine not, you know, I mean. That's such a good point. I was going to say they, there's such a, and that's the thing that people always say, why, why do I not see one then? Like, I'm a hunter. Like, you said you used to hunt and stuff. People that are out in the woods all the time, and they're like, I've never, the reason I don't believe in Bigfoot is I've never, never seen one, right? But it's like, yeah, but. And then they always have that one story, but there was this weird time that these rocks were getting thrown at me or, you know, there yep, was this yep. weird howling weird sound howling. that I can't yeah. explain. There's always that, but one story. Right. And, but it's just, it, it, it is, they can hide so well. And like, and the thing that you brought up about the different coloration in the fur or the hair, when you saw your creature, there's a theory that, that that's what helps them blend in is something to do with their hair being multicolored and have all these different mm -hmm. textures and colors to it kind of like our camouflage and stuff that With we the do military yeah. there's something to that that it could help them blend in even better you know well moose i mean you know i live up here now you know jackson and there's tons of moose out here they can walk into a into some bushes and be gone and they're still there but you can't see them and it's it's crazy animals can camouflage so well yeah they know their environment 
nature is amazing. Yeah, they know their environment. It's like when we went to Vietnam War, the Vietnam guys knew their environment. That's why we struggled so bad because they were hiding yeah. places that we couldn't see them, you know? Yeah. It's the same kind of thing, you know? So did you ever have any other Bigfoot experiences after that? Or like what, what happened after that? I had one. So I had one like a few weeks later when I was 12, just a canyon over, High Park Canyon. We had an experience. And then when I was 14, we had one at my family's cabin. And then when I was, um, I had one touch my tent in the wind rivers. Ooh, tell us about that. That, that was, that was crazy. So I was up, I was at Big Sandy Lake. I was the only one there. It was the end of August. So like in between school starting and, you know, ending or, you know, for the kids. And how, old, how old were you? 21, 22. Okay. So I was at Big Sandy Lake. I was just camping there for the week. I was fishing and stuff, hiking around, playing. And there's no one else camping there. I had hikers who hiked through going up to Circuit Towers and, you know, rock climbing stuff. And, you know, the first two days was just, you know, normal. And then day three, I heard, I heard kind of like some rocks falling across the lake. And I just thought probably a bear walking, walking up the scree slide and everything. And then I went to bed one night and at two in the morning, I woke up instantly, just wide awake and everything was dead quiet. And I was, I was on my back and I looked over my, I opened my eyes and my tent wall got pushed in by a, by a big hand. You can see each individual tip of the fingers pushed in the tent wall above my head. And I coughed and it slowly pulled back and I could hear it. It's standing right there by the tent. It was breathing heavy. And I said, I know you're here. I heard it shuffle its feet and then it turned and walked away. And then as it got farther and farther away, the sounds came in the forest, like the insects, the little, you know, night, night birds, night, night owls, it all came back. Why are they so strange with the tent thing? I hear this all the time where it's like, they just kind of want to get close. I think what happened, and this is my philosophy about it. I think what happened is I had a smaller. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. tent it was my dad's old old army tent it was like i mean it, it was tiny it was short and it was it was dark green so he probably heard me snoring but couldn't really see the tent until he touched it oh dang that's, that's what i think and then he felt it all weird like what is this like a- embryo feeling vibe you know like, <laughs> again i'm on the embryo thing tonight but yeah. i still i still have the tent too and so that's cool is it like a one-person tent then like just yeah. i mean it can fit two people it can, fit, it can fit two, but it's mostly good for one. Those old but, army surplus tents are awesome. They they last forever. You probably scared the crap out of him when you said, hey, I know you're there. You know, like you probably freaked yeah. out. <laughs> I, mean, I, I coughed first. I coughed first to know, you know, to, you know, make sure like it wasn't a bear. Or, <laughs> but, you know, by, by, by the prints of the fingertips, you know, each individual tip, you could see it. I yeah. knew it wasn't a paw, you know, like it wasn't a paw doing this. Yeah, it yeah. was like a hand doing this. Did you have any weaponry with you, or were you just sort no, of? No, I don't hike with guns or anything. I do. I should now, but I, I never have. Yeah, that makes sense. If I get killed, I get killed. I mean, it's it's scary. It is scary carrying a weapon around like that. It's just such a big liability and stuff. But we usually will carry sometimes. But yeah, it is. It's scary. It gets a little creepy. 
Um, but that's man, that's crazy. So where was this at? You were twenty one. The Wind Rivers in Wyoming. In the oh, Wind this Rivers. Is Wyoming. Okay. Of a big sandy um, lake. I think the beauty of us where we all live is like there's just and people don't know this, but there's so many like I like that you wrote the Cache Valley Big Book books because there's a lot more sightings here than people think. Uh we have one and we had one in Provo, a friend of mine had where, and I'll just, it's a very quick snippet because they've heard us uh, yeah. on, this, on this podcast before, but it was a friend of mine named Brent and he, uh, he was hanging out with his family. It was Thanksgiving and they went up to this ice blocking area right next to the Canyon in Provo. And it was no- November, like it was Thanksgiving. It was the weekend of Thanksgiving and there was some snow and stuff. And it was in, it was like 2000, I think he said 2011 or something like that. And he took his kids out. One of his kids was younger, like three or four. One of them was like seven or eight. And they were just watching the ice blockers. And as they got out of their car, they looked over because they heard some noise. And there was this dumpster right there. And the dumpster, I went I went back to research it myself later. But yeah. the dumpster, uh, I compared the height and stuff. He said there was something standing next to it. And it crouched down right when he, right when he like looked at it. And it was just looking at him. And he said, I could just feel it saying like, uh, don't worry about it. I'm just here. Leave me alone. You do your thing. I do my thing. He could just feel that vibe. Almost like the mind speak that you hear about. But sometimes. he's like, it was the weirdest thing because the dude, the, the thing had, I, he's like, at first I thought it was a Halloween costume, but, but like, why would they be wearing a Halloween costume a month later? And he's like, it was because it was so tall. He's like, I thought it was two college kids in a costume together. That's how tall it was. And he's like, but then I started looking at the face and he's like, it's weird because it had like a mullet. So it was like an older one that was grayish mm-hmm. tone. And it had like receded hairlines all the way up with like long hair hanging down. And he's like, so I could tell it was an old man, like it was an older gentleman, uh, Bigfoot. And it was watching these ice blockers, these kids like with glee hiding behind this dumpster. Mm-hmm. And then as he was looking at it for a while, it kind of just took one big step and hit on the other side of the dumpster so it wouldn't see him anymore. And that's mm-hmm. all it did. And then he like, he's like, oh, we got to get out of here. Let's get out of here. It just felt <laughs> dangerous after that. But yeah, it's weird. And then I saw mine and Logan. I was driving, me and him were in the car together and I was driving down the canyon and I just remember like looking over, because I like to look for wildlife and stuff. It's like one of my things, you know? And there was a lake right here as we're coming down the canyon towards Salt Lake and on the on the left side, you probably know what I'm talking about. And then on the right, there was some mountains and stuff. And I just, I was looking at where the mountain breaks, where it starts going up and it's all snowy and everything. So it's winter. And I look over and I see this like unnatural lighter brown. It was darker brown than what you'd expect, but it wasn't as dark as all the pine trees and stuff, right? And it was just a big thing. I thought it was like a totem pole at first, like a native totem pole. So I was looking at it I'm like, that's good. I'm driving. I shouldn't even be looking at it. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and as I'm driving, I'm like, Roman's like, what are you looking at? I'm like, hold on. I'm like, and as I'm driving, I see it put it, the, the totem pole, like T-shape, puts its arms down, takes one big stride and it's in the, in the canyon. It just goes right into the mountains right there. And it was like, it moved. So I'm like, that's not a totem pole. And it was bipedal. And it was acting stiff at first, like some weird like imitating something it was weird it was weird that was the only experience i had but it was it was crazy so yeah that's nice so so was it logan canyon or was it sardine canyon i mean it's the one that you i don't know it's the one that you come back from logan down through into the valley into uh i think you go into what's we, were, it called? we were going to brigham city originally and then we were mm-hmm. coming back from brigham city i think right what, what canyon city? would that be do you think like yeah, the that's sardine if there's, oh, a lake on the left side, there's, if there's a lake on the left side that that's manila yeah yeah, no, that's a that's a high area for Bigfoot. Wow, and I didn't know Sasquatch always there. I had no idea. I I was just literally like looking at this thing, like what is that? And then it moved, and I'm like, and right. I was like, ah, he wanted to see it so bad, but we were driving so fast. I know it was pissed. a freeway, you know. 
but I'm like, I know what I saw. I saw it take a step. It was like two full steps. And it was in the forest. You know what I mean? So it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. I get, I get people all the time who like ask me why there's not, you know, why can't they see a Bigfoot? If you talk to Jeff Meldrum, Jeff Meldrum says, if you go by ape population, how they do it, you know, and everything, mm-hmm. if you break it down, he said, there's probably 40 to 50 in each state. We there got Jeff go. Meldrum's map <laughs> book right here. We, we actually met him over there at Phenomicon. He was so cool. Really nice. Oh, yeah. He's a, he's awesome. Yeah. He's, well, you're totally he's cool right. That's exactly right. Like the amount of Bigfoot in a, in an area is, yeah, that's what it would be. Yeah. He said, there's, yeah, he said there's, there's probably 40 or 50 in each state. If that, yeah, it depends on population and you know density and all that stuff. Yeah. Oregon might have more, you know, Washington State might have more, but uh, yeah, Oklahoma, yeah. I, I actually found you. I was looking you up before we started, and I found you featured in an article, Utah State article. I don't know if you remember getting interviewed. Uh-huh. Yeah, you, you said that there was a White Pine and Tony Grove campsites, or some of the some of the more recent hot spots, probably at the time when you were doing this um, interview. Yeah, yeah, White Pine Lake is above Tony Grove. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, it's, it's like an hour and a half hike up to it. It's, it's really easy hike, and yeah, it's real popular. I got walked out of that area by a Bigfoot. I never saw him. I could just I so I was going up into this area because I I kind of knew there were some sightings up this one area, mm-hmm. and I got past a certain point and I just felt it. As you said, mind speak, whatever it is. Yeah, I just felt. Weird. I just felt it. All of a sudden, said, "Turn around." <laughs> So I, I said out loud, okay, I'm leaving. I'm turning around. And I turned around, started walking back down the trail. And I could hear him parallel me on the other side. They always do that. They pace you out on both, sometimes yeah. on both sides too, if you're on a trail or whatever. My, my yeah, brother, it was just one. Two years ago, maybe three years ago. I'm pretty sure this is a Bigfoot vibe because we were up in Lambs Canyon, which is heading up towards Parley's, you know, towards mm-hmm. like yep. Park City yeah. and stuff. And that's a pretty dense area when you're actually deep into that canyon right there, the, the Lambs Canyon portion of it, mm-hmm. right? And it was summer again, very, really nice. Uh, maybe it was spring. It was really nice weather though. And it was just super green and there was all the plants were growing. We're walking up there and I just remember we sit on this log, both of us, and we're halfway through the, the hike and we're like, nah, well, we just, both of us felt danger instantly. Like same kind of thing, the mind speak, like you might as well just leave. We were by ourselves. Nobody else was right there hiking up that, that area. That smell of skunk was around, all that kind of stuff. So we're like, no. Yeah, so no, we, we walked back. We both looked, just looked at each other and said, we, we can't go any further. There's some, <laughs> there's no way. If we move any closer, we're going to get just felt very we're dangerous. We're probably going to be in trouble. Something's going to happen to us, you know? I think I think with mine, I think I, I came into a birthing area. I think, oh. there, I, I think there was there was children around. Or oh, man. Around because that, I mean, it happened fast. And yeah, he, he just turned me around. <laughs> Man, the most dangerous thing that you can run into is a is a mother with with babies, whether it's animals, humans, right? Anything, right? You're, yeah, you're in trouble. Well, my, yeah, my wife will. Yeah, my wife's a bear. <laughs> my oh, yeah. our daughter, man. Lionesses are scarier than the main lion. The oh yeah, she's she's a, she's she's tough. Hey John, yeah. have you ever come across any like um like tree structures, nests, or anything like that up in Cache Valley? I, I came over some tree structures above White Pine about. You know, in that area, um, I know Jeff Meldrum. He's part of this group that does the um, it's the Cascade ones. There's there's some nests they found in the Cascades. I don't know if you talked about that at, at the conference, but is that with, they, is that with Cliff Brackman and those guys? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Cliff's involved too. Yeah, yeah. And they found some they found some nesting sites that are like bald eagles' nests, but on the ground. Yeah, huge. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I actually remember reading a thing about that. Yeah, he showed me some of, of that in his office in his his lab. 
but I went and see him, and it it was cool. That's awesome. Did yeah. he have? Did you just have pictures of it, or did or what was he showing? No, you? he had he he had actual like the nest, or like he had a he had a part of it. Wow. In his in his lab, because I guess they were going through trying to find hairs and stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Have you been to his lab yet? No, no, we we met him over there at the uh, Phenomicon. We're still fanning big time. We haven't we've we've only talked to him once, but honestly, he's yeah. like a celebrity to us. We look look at him like, man, this because I mean, I love the fact that he's leading the charge in this this Bigfoot research on the scientific level. I think that's super cool that he's taking that Grover Krantz mantle type thing, you know, and mm-hmm. moving it forward. And and Cliff's kind of that way too in his own way. He he's a little hard headed in some regards when it comes to the woo woo stuff, which I love to get into some of the woo woo when it comes to these things, but. And speaking of, I was going to bring because you went and saw his lab. Um, do you did you got to see any footprints? Did he show you some of those things? Or were you yeah, able- he has. I think he has three hundred to four hundred sets. Wow. Or, or or cast, and then he showed me this cool one. It's it's the bottom of a Bigfoot that that they believe the Bigfoot sat down in some mud, and it's this it's this lower, it, it's the upper leg, it's butt and everything. And wow. They, it's a cast of it. Nice. And, okay. Yeah. Big old ham, yeah, big old booty, and um, he, yeah, has some handprints and everything. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool. It, it's pretty awesome. He's 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 so down to earth. He's such a nice guy. Oh yeah, he chatted with I'm us. Glad like, he's feeling better, you know, after the after yeah. his little incident in Alaska. Wasn't it like a heart attack or a stroke or something? I think it was something like that. But like no, that. he's doing he's doing better. I think he's going to the conferences again. So. I, I mean, he he talked to us like uh, we were just his like normal people, you know, just good. yeah. He actually like tuned out everybody else when he was talking to us and he did did the same thing with this other gentleman right before us and stuff. So it's pretty cool. I like his vibe a lot. Um, yeah, he loved I took my daughter with me. So my daughter got you know met him and he loved my daughter. So no, it was I have cool. His, I have his book too, the Sasquatch uh whatever. I'm I'm still reading that one. That newer yeah. is uh, Religion Meets Science. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is good stuff, man. So you've had those there's four experiences you've told us about, at least, if not more with Bigfoot. Why do you think there's are you actively searching for it, or do you think there's like a? Do you think they sort of imprint on people or something? Like, oh, what's your thought? Question. I've heard of that. I kind of believe they might do that. Um, like they allow themselves to be shown to certain people. You know what I mean? I think it's certain people because you heard that guy on on YouTube. You heard of Steve? Oh, can you see it? Yeah, there you go. Uh, kind of. Ah, oh, man. Kind of see it. Too blurry. It's the guy from YouTube. Um, he goes how to hunt, how to hunt channel. Nice. I haven't seen that, but we'll check it out. Yeah, so he he did a, a comment about it. He said there were some wolf hunters that tried doing this. So they went out there with the mindset of, you know, trapping wolves. And then one group went on there without that mindset. Mm-hmm. So the guys who had the mindset of trapping wolves didn't catch any. Oh wow. But the ones who but the ones who did, who did not have the mindset, caught them. Whoa. And he said he said, I think it's your it's your imprinting on the trap that you're gonna catch a wolf, but the wolf can sense that. But the people who didn't have that, you know, caught the wolves. So there's something to it. Wow, so there's pre- like some, yeah. some intention that they me, can, That's crazy. They can sense I think, I think there's some intention. Because I think I think what happens with, with people who go out there, you know, I mean, I, I have a few people right now who want me to take them up by White Pine Lake and everything. And they want to bring their AR-15s. And I'm like, no, no, because we won't have an encounter if you bring that crap. Right. You know? right. If, you, if you have the mindset already of killing them, they're not going to show themselves. No way. No. You know, that's that's a good theory, and I can bring it into the really close-at-home vibe, uh, being a single guy, right? These women can tell when you're when you're single <laughs> looking for a woman or if you're just, like, living life, not thinking about it. 
This is what you hear all the time. If I'm not thinking about it, you're going to find your mate, right? When you start, when you're focused on it so much, you're never going to find somebody. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing. I wonder if it's just a law of nature in general. Now that I think about it, you know, like, yeah, it's uh, if you're not thinking about it, you're going to see it. You know, if you're not focused on it, because the intent's there, you know, what is that intent? You know, a lot of the time. So yeah. maybe, maybe that's what they feel right away. They're like, nope. Thing, I, I want to get this. I want to get this research funded. I think this is this sound. That sounds pretty amazing. I, I would I would follow that all over the place if that was a real research project uh, being conducted. You know, even across the whole United States or something. And they're looking at different factors, not just hunting, but you know, a lot of different factors and applying that same idea of intent. You know, and seeing what what the uh, reaction is. That'd be cool. That'd be really cool to follow that. Yeah, it'd be fun to research that for sure. Yeah, because I, I don't, I mean, I think there's something to, you know, you imprint stuff, you know, it's like the ghost, you know, they they imprint their spirit or, you know, their aura on objects, you know, like, you know, that kind of stuff too. The haunted objects, like Zach Bagan's whole museum of yeah. stuff. Yeah, we, I mean, my brother here, we talked about this on our podcast, had his own weird haunted objects in a weird way that he had to get rid of because it was causing a lot of problems for him in this place, yeah. but yeah, and and actually, since we're on that, why don't you tell us? I know you said you had some ghost experiences. If you have any that stick out, you're welcome. Oh yeah, no, I, I got a few. So we lived in Coeur d'Alene for a while up in Idaho, and we were living in this house. And one night, my you know, my wife and I were in the basement, we were sleeping in our room, and I woke up and I could sense something at the end of our bed. And I I nudged her and I said, "Babe, you know, there's some there's something here." She's like, "I know, I've been up for an hour." <laughs> And so I looked down at the end of my bed and our room's dark, but there's something darker in our room. You can see it. And it had two red eyes. Was looking at us. And I, I laid back down and I said, I see you. I know you're here. You need to leave. And all of a sudden this zap, like zap of, you know, electricity and ozone, it was gone. You could feel the zap or hear the zap? Hear it. Like, did you did you, then, you smell that? Have you ever ozone. smelled ozone? Like when there's like an ozone machine? Have you ever smelled that weird smell? Did you? Yeah, know that's what like it was. That? Oh wow! It was, yeah, it was, it was ozone smell. Okay. So what happened after was way crazy. So we slept. You know, we got up. You know, we talked about it. We went back to bed. No, no, sorry, sorry. We checked on our daughter. Our daughter was in the in the room behind us, and she was fine. But then we put her down to nap the next day. We went in there. There were spiders everywhere. Never had any spiders at all. I mean, they were there were so many spiders, and so we got traps. We sprayed them. We killed them all. It was just strange after that. And then I went into actually a day later. I went into a mental break where I was gonna like hurt somebody, like I, I was that far gone. My wife will even tell you that I looked different. I, I acted different. I talked different. I I looked really angry. I, I I was gonna hurt somebody. So I I admitted myself to the hospital. I, I was there for a week, and yeah, it was it was crazy. I've never had that experience since. Did, after you were in the hospital, did you feel a huge difference? Like a weight was lifted for the we first. We actually time? moved. We went and moved back to Utah. Was that was that house a really old house, or was it a new house? Like what was the thing at, at that it, place? It, it was older, but what we found out later by doing research, we found out that it was built on an area where they always had Indian stuff, you know, back yeah. then, and it also was by was by the river. So you know how how that draws power, you know, you know, spirits yeah. and everything. Yeah, it was a strange wow. place. <laughs> Then in our house in Logan, we had experiences all the time. We actually had a group come in, do a spirit box session and everything, got some cool stuff. My wife's been pushed a few times, saw shadow people. On our first night there, we saw a shadow person. Go across the hall? Like, what was the, well, yeah, how, how did that go? No, so I was in the front room. This house was built by my, by my great-grandpa. And so, they, you know, it's a family house. 
And I was in the front room and I looked out of the corner of my eye and now the kitchen, this black shadow looked out from the kitchen door and looked back, you know, and was gone. I think it was my great grandma. That's what I think it was. My my wife seen my grandpa's ghost, saw him in his uniform, his military uniform. We saw shadow people. We've had lights turn on. My daughter has had stuff, seen stuff. She says she saw a werewolf upstairs. We never saw the werewolf, but she, she swears she did. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a crazy house. How how old is your daughter, if you don't mind? She is now 13. Okay. And when she said that she saw the werewolf, was she younger than that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I feel like there's like this high um, chance that you're going to have more paranormal activity when you're like that six to nine range, six to 10 range is like the most active. That's um, when she was. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's because you're still trying to figure out like life, you know, you're at that point where you're still malleable and stuff, and but you're like figuring out things too. So I think it's a very easy easy target from an evil side to try to manipulate in a way you know i don't know what the purpose is of that but i definitely feel like that's crazy yeah 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 my our ghost you know team that came in you know did our house we got evps because like a week before uh so this happened a week before my dad passed away and so we got my grandma on there saying it's my grandma's voice for sure you know it's just there I think they were there because my dad was passing away and they were just there, you know, to be with them. Yeah. It it was crazy. It was, it was full experience. We saw orbs in the, in the room at the same time as they were talking. Like you saw them with your eyes physically. Wow. We saw purple orbs, blue orbs, white. Someone saw an orange one. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. And the spirit box went off a lot. We were talking about um, um, Bigfoot and there's a lot of people that say they see the lights or the orbs around Bigfoot too makes you wonder if there's some spiritual connection there you know with maybe it's ancestors of bigfoots coming to watch over the bigfoots who knows you know yeah i mean I, have you have you seen orbs in the forest before i haven't but um i've I heard, heard a, a lot, lot of time. stories yeah a lot of stories. hunters and everybody they're always saying it's kind stuff. of unnerving <laughs> it really is i was just watching them one night it was up up past beaver creek up Logan canyon and i was pulled over by the sinks where that where they they filmed that bigfoot a few years ago and um I saw one going through the trees like an orb. It was purple. And I, I watched it. I'm like, that is just strange. Just how it was floating. and It was going with intent. Like it was going a certain direction. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was just in the tree line, just some orbs. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, like the old ancient cultures like describe it. They call it like the will of the wisp and stuff like that. Like, a, you know, like oh, yeah. Ireland and England and stuff. And so it's it's kind of a worldwide phenomenon, you know, that, that takes place. And I don't know what it is, but it's that's crazy. You saw one. Yeah, I don't know if I'm lucky or just. I think people are not nearly as as observant as they used to be. Oh yeah, now they're on they're on the phone now. Nonstop. You're right. That's what it takes. You just need to have your head up in the in the sky or out in the wood line. Like the more you look, the more you're going to see stuff. You're right. Yeah, people are more observant. They'll see things. I see stuff in the sky all the time out here um, because I'm out on the balcony sometimes, and and I'll be looking up and I'm like, wow, this is insane. If people were actually paying attention. I look around, there's like nobody outside. And I know it's winter and stuff. Even the summer, it was the same way. You might be lucky. Uh, you got a tre- treasure trove of info for sure, man. You got a lot of stuff that's gone through uh, in your in your life, which I think is cool. It's a blessing in a lot of ways because you can get your truth out there. And like, it's it's real. There's a lot of stuff going on out there that the world's way different than, what is it? The, they want to lead us to believe, right? Yeah, yeah. Fact is a lot more stranger than fiction, right? Is what they oh, say. yeah. I mean, there's so much out there. I mean, heart, you know, doing that, you yeah. know, whether weather modification, all that stuff going on. 
I'm big into chemtrails, and me too. my <laughs> my friends laugh at me when I point it out to them. Like, Look, that's a chemtrail. No, it's you not. It's contra- like, You can see no, it. Those aren't the clouds we grew up with, right? It's uh, not those, a contra- are, <laughs> those are not the clouds we grew up with. The clouds we grew yeah. up with were nice, juicy clouds. The stuff we yeah. see now is just this weird haze everywhere all the time. It's like what? Yeah. Well, I actually filmed. I filmed it one time. I have a summer on camera on a file where I filmed it in the morning and I put it on their time. I put the time on there. I think it was like nine o'clock in the morning. And by 12 o'clock, it was all spread across the whole valley. Oh, and I filmed God. that, and I said, this is not normal. No. <laughs> it's not normal at all. Well, they seem to do it before storms or after storms. So I noticed they did it a few days before the storm hit here in Jackson, and I bet they do it again after. The other theory besides the making people sick thing is maybe it's uh, it's trying to hide the veil, like the, uh, what do you call it, the, um, the atmosphere that's like it's exposed. I don't know if you've heard oh, that. Story. Ozone layer? Yeah, like the ozone's exposed to where they have to keep doing that to cover it up so people don't lose their minds. Well, like, you know what's funny about that? Bring that up. Someone just said the ozone layer is actually fixing itself. Okay. I heard that too. So it's getting, yeah, it's getting fixed by itself. So it's not as bad as they thought. Yeah. I'm blaming, <laughs> I'm blaming Deadpool. Deadpool's fixing it with a bunch of Wolverines <laughs> going back in time and changing the timelines. Yeah. <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> I hate, Hey, John, I, I got two more questions for you. One of them I really wanted to ask you, because you were the one that started the the Bigfoot uh, page, right? The Cash Valley Bigfoot? Yeah. Um, You got like 6.3 thousand followers on there. So that's like a huge page. How many how many reports are you getting? Like, do you get reports from people on a constant basis, like that are that are seeing things out there in Cash Valley? It's, it, yeah, it's pretty constant. Um, Most of the people will post on my, you know, on the comments. I, I kind of did a... I kind of did a rough survey last year of like a hundred people out of a hundred of them, 85 of them had, had a, had some kind of encounter. Wow. So that's, that's quite a bit. Or I mean, Well, no. it's, it's encounter or, or heard heard from a family member that had one. So 85 of the hundred people had someone had an encounter they knew or, or that they had one themselves. Yeah. I mean, it's not, I mean, but it's weird though. I think it skips a generation or two because I've talked to families who have so. who've had farms up in Cache Valley for a hundred years that remember their grandparents talking about the hairy man, but you know for some reason they got they stopped talking about it like in the you know forties and fifties. You think? Do you think it has something to do with migration? Do you think they migrate and move out of places and come back to those places later? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Logan Canyon is a big area where they migrate through from Idaho. You know, because the upper part of the canyon is connected to Idaho, Utah. Wyoming and Colorado. It, it all connects pretty much in a straight. I think there's a trail there. I'm not sure what the trail's called, but it goes all the way across to Colorado. And that all those areas are hot spots. Like I hear stories from like like you know Meldrum's out in Idaho, and then you were talking about the Cascades and stuff. And there's the Cascade Lake or whatever it's called. There's a ton of stories that come out of that area too. And yeah, no, that's that that's that makes sense. They, I, and they move with the food, probably move with the food and, and whatever's the most prevalent as far as my thought calories. is migration, but also like the generation skipping thing, like you're saying, I think like the older generation, the grandparents, if you will, of our, our generation, they didn't have a lot to hide at that point. It's like, all right, you know, the silent generation or whatever they call them, but then baby boomers as well. But they, they just, they had enough to worry about. So why not? Like, it's okay to say something about something, but now, and then, then they raise their kids to be a lot more disciplined and the discipline sort of backfired i feel like to where the generation x and that that generation sort of rebelled and then they sort of went free bird and they probably just didn't 
maybe it's something to do with the like the way the media tells people what to believe in a lot of ways because that was the era of news like that was a huge era for news was the generation x you know now we're like no we want to know the truth again now we're like shutting the news out we're ready to it's like it's free world everything (laughs) again let's just figure it out it's all fake news yeah people's minds man i think we're just and also the migration though i think that's a big part of it too but yeah it's yeah it's really really cool to to think yeah i mean i I talked to a family I talked to this lady who who grew up in this one area, and yeah, you know, she remembers as a kid, like in the '60s, her grandpa coming in one day and said, "Oh, the hairy man's back," just like it was normal. It's like way chill. Yeah, it's just normal to see him. It's just crazy how how as you're saying, you know, how I grew up, we didn't hear about Bigfoot. I didn't know what it was. Yeah, yeah. But, but back then, I, I guess it was pretty normal to see one hanging around. <laughs> and now it's getting more normalized again. We're not such yeah. we're not such weirdos anymore. You know, where a lot of people are starting to be like, like I talked to so many people and they're like, oh, you do a supernatural podcast. That's so cool. And they'll ask all these questions about it. But back then, like in your generation or before you a little bit, they wouldn't talk about that. It was always like very mum, like don't talk about supernatural stuff or that. No, I mean, I found friends from high school who who talk to me now about all their stuff they've experienced growing up. I'm like, why didn't you tell me this when you were in high school, man? (laughs) You know, it wasn't cool yet to do that. Yeah, like it wasn't cool. Like, yeah, I mean, I had... I have so many people who I've who I've known my whole life who finally are telling me stuff. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it's like age of information, you know. Well, that's that's what I was gonna say about. I mean, that's part of the reason we do our show is to try to get people to feel comfortable to come on and and also hear like your stories and hear other people's stories and and make them get that confidence so that they can they feel like they're not the weirdo, you know? Because I think sometimes people isolate themselves because they're like, oh man, I don't know what that was, but if I tell anyone, they're gonna think I'm nuts. Yeah. But that's what's cool right now is like there's all these shows, all these people are coming forward. And so it is it is cool to have these havens and like your Facebook page. That's what I was going to compliment you on is it's cool that everyone can go on there and just be honest about what they're seeing and what's going on with their, you know, with their their sightings. Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy the page. I really do. I get mad at the at the people that come on and just bash people. That's the just trolls. irritating. Yeah, the trolls. Yeah. I, I just don't, I don't understand it. Uh, you know, I'm sorry they haven't had an experience and they'll never believe if they don't have one. And they've hunted for 40 years, never had an experience. That's why Wes with Sasquatch Chronicles is always like, man, the Bigfoot community as a whole is just so toxic. He's like, I oh, try yeah. to stay out of it. And why stuff, do they even it? follow these pages if they don't believe in it? You know, exactly. What I mean, I mean like- I'm, I'm okay if they do, but I also want them to like, you know, just because you weren't there to experience it doesn't mean it didn't happen. You know, I, I'm sure I've been told lies by people, you know, or, or stories. So, I mean, I, I'm i I'm sure I, I'm positive, you know, like, as you guys know, you know, like in any paranormal stuff, you know, like Bigfoot, UFO, everything, there are trolls everywhere. Yeah. And naysayers and people who want to come in there and say this. And, you know, I mean, they, they, they've tried to prove what, um, Bob, Bob Lazar wrong for how many years? It right. turned out true. And he's all, yeah, he's so, and we always meet, I'm going to toot my own horn and say I always believed in stuff, so, you know, <laughs> but, but no, it's, you just got to tune those guys out, I guess. And that's what I've realized works really good is just to ignore what they say. And then they, they're like, hold on a sec, no one's responding to what I'm saying, you know? And I guess the last thing I wanted to bring, uh, kind of go into is, I guess, let you have a platform to, to talk about your books and, Tell people where they can find them. I, I found them on Amazon, so if that's the best place to go. Yeah. Amazon right now, I do have a few, I think, that are still left at the Cash Valley at the Visitor Center. It's downtown Logan. And I have some at the book table, but they're sold out right now. I'm currently on book number three. It will be out, I'm hoping, within the next month. I kind of was good. I was hoping to have it out before Halloween, but things just fell through. 
I actually lost half of it. I had a computer crash. Oh, no. I, I couldn't find it on, on my cloud or anything. <laughs> so that's horrible. Had to go or re restart everything. And I, I, I actually I think it was more of a blessing because I got more into it, and added more things to it. Yeah. Um. So that will be out hopefully by the end of the month, maybe in February for sure. But that, that'll be book number three. That'll be coming out. They're, they're all accounts from people that have sent in stories. And so, and I, I don't change anything. I've had some of my stories changed in books that I've submitted. They've, they've added detail I don't add. They've, they've added a, other things and I just don't like that. Yeah. And so I, I put them down as they wrote it. So, I mean, you know, you know, the grammar sometimes sucks. I try to change the grammar sometimes, you know, in punctuation. I write how I talk and that's how most people are. And so that's how yeah. I leave it. Yeah. What are the titles again? I know we know it, but if you want to get those um, there. one of them. So, so book number two is Cash Light Bigfoot. Sometimes the shadows do move in the woods. And book number one, I can't remember off the top of my head. It's called it's Cash, Cash Valley Bigfoot Field Guide and Stories about Bigfoot in Cash Valley. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Book number three, I don't have titles yet. It'd be Cash Valley Bigfoot something. <laughs> Cash Valley Bigfoot Alien Connection. <laughs> oh my yes, I, I, I can do that. <laughs> yeah. No, I got no. some good stories, though. I got some good stories in, in this one. I got some good stories from people. I mean, there's some good ones. Cool. Well, we're going to, I'm definitely going to buy, buy those because I like reading stories and it, it's sometimes yeah, I can't find it. enough online. So I'll get, get me a copy. I mean, they almost got five stars on Amazon, both of them. So congrats on that, man. And, uh, and just getting the truth out there. People, this is why we do our podcast. It's not just because we love the subject and because we've had experiences. It's because people need this platform. And if you're, and you're getting that out there too, in a really broad scale that everyone reads, it's still a thing. It's still, it's a bigger spectrum than a lot of things people think of. So um, yeah, definitely get his books, guys, if you can. I mean, I, they look interesting as hell to me, so I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I think book number three is going to be a, a lot better. Book number one was my first, and that's kind of, you know, I was starting out. But book number three, I'm I'm, I'm real happy with. Well, kudos yeah. to you. That's, that's a big feat. My mom wrote one book, and it was a lot of work, so three yeah. books is great. Are you self-publishing and doing all that? Too? Yeah, I'm self-publishing. Wow. So, I mean, I'll, I'll have some books for sale, you know. I'll order some for me and then I'll, I'll autograph them and stuff like that. I also send little gifts with them. Each time I send something out, I send a, something extra. Yeah, but I'm making some shirts too. I got some shirts I'm going to make. I do that every so often too. I'll put a package deal together with the shirts and the book. Do you, uh, yeah. would, you would you be okay with some of our listeners um, if they wanted to contact you or reach you? Is that okay if they find you online or do you have oh, any? Oh, for sure. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, anything. I'm looking for more stories, too. You know, like, I have a friend. I think you probably know him or heard of him. You heard of John Olson? Yes, I have. Yeah, he does the Stranger Bridgeland podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, books, uh -huh. yeah. and book series. I'm good friends with him. We might have to collab with him at some point. It'd be fun. But, yeah. I, yeah, I no, no, he'd be good on your show. Yeah, he'd be good. It's, and I appreciate you coming on, man. I know we've we've kind of cut into, like, an hour and a half now. So, thank you for taking that time. Yeah. But yeah, you're a trove of information. We could literally go another 30, 40 minutes and still keep oh, I love, Yeah, I love talking about all, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, I mean, we might have to get you back on too. Uh, you know, as we continue to grow and stuff, it'd be fun to get you back. And maybe after your book comes out or something, we can get you back on. Yeah, that'd be great. Just uh, don't do flat earth. Yeah, all right. <laughs> no flat earth. That's no, don't, don't, do not go down that rabbit hole. I've done it. Oh, yeah. No, we're, we've kind of done it too. We've already kind of started. Have you? You know, that what I mean? rabbit hole though. Man, yeah, I mean, it'll take it you. Gets, it gets to a point where you're like, is this, what the hell, man? Yeah, like, I'm almost believing it. Almost believing it. Yeah, we're always so same, close. Same. We're literally so, because there's a lot of good, like where the Antarctic and the, and the North Pole, 
how they're like those ends, you know, and you could like you the heli- military there. helicopter gets close to it and they see that end and it's like, no, there's no way. Is, ice that, shelf? is yeah. that for real? Is there really an ice shelf? Like, uh, and it's again yeah. with Hollywood where they give us 20% truth, <laughs> like the game of Thrones, right? There's the ice shelf right there. It's like, is that, yeah. is oh, that- it's, I don't know. I mean, you know, that treaty and everything that happened and yeah. you know, the military going down there. Yeah, I'm going to have to become Jon Snow for real. I've been called Jon Snow a couple of times, so hey, we'll see what happens. <laughs> That's great. Well, hey, John, it was a huge pleasure having you. We, uh, we're sorry we yeah, took appreciate- so much time. Hopefully it was okay for you. And No, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a huge pleasure. So thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. All right, man. We'll have a good night, and uh, we'll let you know when it's ready to when we post it so you can listen to it if you feel like inclined to. Yeah, it. well, for sure. I'll share it, too. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Thanks, man. I wanna dance with you